Coming up, Mark Morgan, who heads the largest law enforcement operation in the United States. You don't want to miss this. Welcome to another Real American Heroes special edition. I'm Oliver North. Our guest today, Mark Morgan. He today serves as the acting commissioner of the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. In this leadership position, he oversees 60,000 employees, manages a budget of over $13 billion, and ensures effective operations of CBP's mission, which is to protect the national security while promoting economic prosperity. He oversees the largest law enforcement agency and the second largest revenue collecting source in the federal government. And we're not talking about the IRS being all alone up there. So Mark, thank you. By the way, also a Marine. Thank you for joining me today. Absolutely, sir. I appreciate you having me. This is a, a great opportunity for me. Well, you're kind to say so, brother. We've got a lot of fans of yours out here. Look, CBP has a core mission of counterterrorism, border security, and trade enforcement. With that said, Oregon's governor, Kate Brown, stated that CBP and ICE officers would be withdrawing from Portland. Have they? No. And so, you know, sir, Colonel, I tell you what, that's another uh, false narrative, one of many that, that's really being uh, put forth, really, in, in my opinion, as a, as a career law enforcement guy, uh, really just to score uh, cheap political points and really to put politics above uh, uh, public safety. We, we have not left Portland. We are still there. And we're, we're staying in Portland until we're assured that the threats against the federal courthouse and other facilities and our personnel uh, have lessened to a degree that we can remove our personnel. We haven't done, we're not, we're not quite there yet. We're, we're, we're still in Portland. Well, and of course, Portland, even though your guys are no longer visible out there, Portland is, has been on, on fire now for almost three months. That's exactly right. And here's another false narrative that's been trying to put out there that somehow it's unbelievable that we're a place in this country right now, Colonel, that, that, that somehow that a law enforcement presence to do their statutory job to like, for the, in this case in Portland, to prevent the courthouse from burning to the ground, somehow we caused that. And, and what the American people, your listeners need to know is that that violence was going on in Portland long before we got there. It continued to increase once we were there. And now that we have, as you said, repositioned, we're no longer visible and we've repositioned our forces to standby readiness, is that now the, the, the criminals, the anarchists have just shifted now to, to other areas in, in, in Portland, including the Portland Police Department there. And, and so it's, it's just unbelievable the absolute false narratives that are out there. You know, one, of course, one of the problems that the president has identified is that the border wall is absolutely essential to the national security of the United States. And yet, former Vice President Biden says that if he's elected, he's going to stop all construction of the border wall. Give us our... Give us a sense for why the border wall is so important. Well, a couple of key things. So you said something that's, that's spot on. It's very important. Border, you, you talk about national security. We always say border security is national security. The wall, the wall system is an integral tool among many with respect to border security. Again, that's national security. And look, th this has nothing to do with politics. It should not matter where your political stance is. We should be looking at the truth and the facts. And the truth is 
everywhere that we put the wall system in place as part of a multi-layer strategy of infrastructure, technology, and personnel, you see the Border Patrol's operational capacity exponentially increases to stop gang members from coming in, criminals from coming in, and drugs from pouring in this country. And it's also an effective containment mitigation strategy from the further introduction of COVID-19. It's work. That's a fact. Anyone who says that they're going to stop building the wall, they're going to negatively impact our national security. How many of your officers have, have, have gotten COVID-19 as a consequence of people coming in illegally? Uh, I, I appreciate you asking that question. That We don't get an ability to talk about that enough. Right now, we have over 1,200 agents and officers that tested positive for COVID right now. We still have a seven that are in the hospital actively, one in ICU. And to date, we've had 10 agents and officers of CBP die in the line of duty because of COVID. And tomorrow, actually, we're burying another Border Patrol agent because of COVID-19. Heroes. I'm sure, I'm sure the mainstream media will be out there to- yeah, Exactly. People. Yeah. So is it, is it tough to recruit in an era like this where officers like yours and, and almost every police agency in the country, whether it's local or national, state, federal, are being targeted by bad people and, quote, defunded? Well, and it's, it's, even, it's even worse than that. It's not only that they're being targeted physically, they're being doxxed, uh, but, but they're also being vilified uh, by not just movements, but, but also the members on Capitol Hill. I mean, you, you had a, a, a prominent member of Capitol Hill that actually referred to our uh, law enforcement officers and agents as stormtroopers. Colonel, that's outrageous. That's reckless. It's irresponsible. And, and for that type of vitriol that's out there, you bet it has an impact. These are moms and dads. These are human beings that have sacrificed so much to do their job to protect the American people. But yet they keep getting vilified and painted with this broad brush negative approach. Yeah, it has an impact and it's, it's challenging with respect to recruitment. How many moms and dads are gonna be telling their children, hey, why don't you go in the line of law enforcement when they see all this going on in our country? When you, when you look at the morale of your guys with all that stuff that's going on, plus the fact that they're exposed to catching this often deadly disease. I mean, they're a lot younger, thankfully. Guys like my age are probably more vulnerable ultimately, but how's the morale of your officers that are out there doing their very best to protect this country? You know, you, you just summarize it, Colonel, very well of what's going on. So it's tough. Like I said, they, they get up every morning and their, their jobs were dangerous and hard before COVID. And now, now with COVID uh, on top of that, I mean, they're kissing their spouses and their kids goodbye. And they're, they're worried about their own health and the health of their, their family once they come back. They, they can't telework it in. You know, over 40,000 of our employees, 60,000 are badge-wearing gun toters, you know, uh, 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 agents and officers that have to go to work every single day to protect the country. Uh, that's tough. But I tell you, I, I, when I went to Portland and I stood in front of the, the personnel up there, I saw people that understood what they were doing and why they were doing it. And they were proud to be part of, a, of an organization that was there about the rule of law and doing what they needed to do to uphold their statutory responsibility protecting this country. So from that perspective, they're, they're, they're doing just fine. Mark, uh, you know, 50 years from now, when my great grandkids are studying about this extraordinary time in history, what do you want them to know about what you did during this time? I think, you know, that's a good question. I, 
I think what I'd, I'd like 50 years from now, people to know that, that individuals like me and, and everybody else in the law enforcement community, the, the magnitude of the sacrifices that, that we have endured over decades and decades in our adult life to continue to uphold the principles of the Constitution, enforce the rule of law, and protect the American people. We are at a crossroads right now in this country, Colonel, that we've never been before. And it's important right now that we have people continue to get out there to make sure the American people understand the truth with respect to where we're at in this country. Mark, you're amazing. And I, thanks for being with us today and providing facts that our fellow Americans can use in these challenging times. Absolutely. Folks, if this Real American Heroes special broadcast has been informative, helpful, or encouraging to you, take time now to subscribe so you know you can let me know how these unprecedented events have affected you and yours. By doing so, you'll become part of this historical record of how America persevered and once again prospered. Until next time, remember, Semper Fidelis is more than a slogan for U.S. Marines. Always faithful is a way of life.